Hey everybody, this is Francisco here with the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. And I'm here driving, going back to my own home in Miami. But decided I'd have another entry here in my line of self-podcasts here. Wanted to just kind of talk about stuff, and I guess lately, uh, the thing that I've been enjoying a ton lately, especially this year, has been comedians. Comedians and comedy in general is my favorite form of consuming the visual arts or audio arts, okay? I listen to an album, it's probably a, a, uh, a comedian's album, this set list. If I watch a television show, it is most likely a comedy show of some sort, because I, I feel like laughing is the best. Laughing is amazing. Laughing is just great. It is great. It makes everything about life just better. Right? It's a way to consume some of the awful things that happen in this world. Or, I don't mean completely awful, but sometimes just even the most inconvenient of things to happen in this world. And you just kind of laugh it off. You laugh it off and make light of the situation. As best as you can. And then there are comedians out there that find ways to turn very bad situations into just comedic gold. And I thought I'd decide to... uh, I thought I'd decide. That's a bit redundant, self-explanatory. You know what? Let's just go with... I want to talk about comedians. Comedians, maybe even comedic shows. But I'm going to try and stick to just comedians in general. And there are several comedians that I'm going to mention here. Uh, I, I believe that, gosh, I, I'm just a fan of a ton of them. And I think there is a good value in interchanging your comedians that you follow out there. Because there are so many different perspectives that you get from different comedians that it, it makes you more well-rounded in your comedy. Because some comedians are more witty and some comedians are more safe and clean. Some comedians are more political. And I think you, and some comedians just delve on race or things like that. It just it depends on what you're feeling, but I feel like you need to be able to sort of get a little bit of both. There are some comedians out there that just do completely serious topics and then others out there that don't do any serious topics at all. And it's just about how you're feeling. Sometimes you want a comedian that's talking about current events. And sometimes you want a comedian that just is dumb and stupid, but you know what? You laugh. You laugh. And there are comedians that you fall out of some comedians as well. You fall you fall out of a style as 
you experience things over the years. So some comedians out there I haven't watched or listened to in forever. And it might be for a myriad of reasons. Either I just don't identify with their comedy anymore for whatever reason. Or maybe they themselves have fallen out of favor with a lot of people out there and, and are just maybe just laying low and they made their money and they're out of the game. Who knows? There, there's, a, there's a bunch of different reasons. And I'm going to start naming some here off the list. I mean, I have to start with the first one and it's Dave Chappelle. And I know, I know, I know that by saying Dave Chappelle, there is, there's going to be a, a group of people out there that will immediately believe that I am uh, against their group, against their particular social group, which is a term used in immigration law, which technically they would fall under if they were suffering persecution in another country and came to the United States to to uh, seek asylum, then they would fall under that group. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I honestly don't feel any sort of disdain for them, even though I do agree with some of the things Dave Chappelle did say about these groups in some of his latest specials. But I've been a fan of Dave Chappelle since I was a teenager. I I fell in love with this show on Comedy Central Chappelle show. And from there I was just like, this guy is just hilarious. He's funny. He's he's great. And the beauty of this is that Dave Chappelle's comedy has grown up I've grown up alongside it. And he was out of the game for or he, it wasn't that he was out of the game, it's just that he was he had to basically work his way back up after uh, turning down Comedy Central's contract and everything like that to continue producing his show. But he did that out of the need to uh, take control of his own narrative and not let others take control of it. Because it was getting to a point where it was the message that he was trying to put out there through his show. Because as much as Dave Chappelle's sketch comedy show was full of hilarious and insane scenarios, there was a message, a deeper message behind what he was putting out there. And he couldn't get that across for some people and he was uncomfortable with it so he decided to just go away just go away and and work and he had to work his way back up he was shunned by the showbiz industry until people realized that look this guy is talented he's funny he's witty he's smart and he does have a message out there for people He does. And he does it in a way that makes you 
<clears throat> that makes you think about these these heavy topics and I mean it's mostly for him <clears throat> mostly for him about the relationship between himself and and white people <laughs> that's his his thing and and even commenting on it's really just his his experience with white people with his own black people with um, his own experience with gay and and trans communities like he's he just talks about that experience and how he sees it and how he feels about the things and whether you find it funny or not is all up to you really really comedy is subjective yes but i feel like he does he puts it in a comedic fashion but he knows when to pull back the comedic side of it and talk about something serious and honestly i i kind of agree with him on some things on some things out there and i'm not going to use this podcast to talk about that just yet and i could i could honestly this is my podcast people can make of it what you will but there are instances where some of these communities i'm just like and y'all are confusing <laughs> y'all, y'all are making this way too confusing for everybody and it's it's it gets to a point where it's like uh, it kind of reminds me of a nintendo and, and this is kind of weird but Nintendo had a ad campaign around, let's say, 2004 or five or something like that. And it was basically, who are you? And it was an ad campaign for the GameCube and Game Boy Advance, and I think the DS as well, where they would have people, uh, or just uh, print ads or commercials, and people would have their their faces replaced with Nintendo characters. And who are you is basically like, who, which Nintendo franchise or character do you identify with? Are you Mario? Are you Link? Are you Donkey Kong? Are you Pikachu? Or who, who, who are you? And for a lot of people, with regards to the trans community, such as myself, it gets confusing because I believe a lot of the times the trans community doesn't, a lot of people are not definitive on who they are. Um, And one of the jokes that Dave Chappelle had is um, somebody was talking to him or something and was like, Dave, Dave, they're, they're after you. And Dave Chappelle goes, one they or many they's. <laughs> and it's, it was, and he didn't harp on the whole they thing. It was just that there are people out there that say they and identify as a they, as multiple people. And that's confusing because 
the whole concept of concept with our languages and everything like that is that one single solitary human being is one single solitary human being and you are not when when somebody refers to you, you they are referring to just you not you and others and that gets confusing i i don't understand the concept of the they because and this is because then it's not like multiple personality disorder where one person thinks they are other human beings but that's a whole different scenario this is where someone is actively choosing to be and consciously choosing to be multiple people even though they are just one single solitary human being because i would think when you have multiple personality disorder and I don't know, you see, I mean, you see on TV and things like that, they, they try and refer to, oh, can you talk to that other person for you and that sort of thing? But they, they always refer to the person they're talking to as that single solitary human being, him or her. And, and that, that's confusing for the general population. I feel like I, I I am part of the general population, and I feel like that's that just makes it more confusing, and that further alienates people from you, because um, because I, I think Dave Chappelle had this one bit in his last special where he had he did have one trans friend, and. I, I think I'm not. I don't know what the entire line was, but I believe she she did mention that she just wanted people to understand that she's going through a human experience right now. And that part, I think every single human being out there can relate to. There are points in your life where you are going through an experience, an emotional, difficult experience, trying to process something that you. You may not be entirely um, sure about, or, or not even sure about, but you're you are not entirely one hundred percent sure about yourself, and, and where where you stand in the world and amongst your life. So. The that part people can get the general population can get that like look I I um I'm just going through something right now and I want to figure out who I am who I am and okay that's fine that's fine but when you figure out who you are can you just be one single solitary human being okay regardless of whether you're fluid or whatever you just go from one gender to the other. At the very least, gonna be one. I I just don't understand the they thing. I really don't. I I just don't understand it. It it make it confuses the hell out of me. Because I I and that's the thing. I I feel like the the trans community is really. Uh, I guess. And it's not out of. 
I feel like they're they're very they're very jumpy, right? They're very jumpy on on anything that could be even remotely deemed as some sort of attack against them. But I, I feel like that that isn't really the case with a lot of people because I feel like a, a lot of us are trying to understand. A lot of us are trying to understand. Like we get, um, I, I think it, it took it took a while for. I mean, well, it's still happening. It's not, it took a while. It's still happening where general society is still trying to get to grasp with homosexuality. Okay, there, there are states in the United States right now that still want to <laughs> prevent people of the same sex from getting married uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I personally don't agree with it. Like, you, you, you want to get together with someone and they're the same gender as you go ahead it, 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 it honestly doesn't really matter or if they're they are trans or what have you it's just you you've met another human being and you want to be with them that's it and then there's the whole religious angle but i'm not religious at all i'm not i honestly just i i the whole religion angle is uh, Oh gosh, I, I'm going off on tangents here. I, I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen, but but this is all part of the whole thing with Dave Chappelle is that he gets me to think about this, this these sort of things. He does, and as much as trans people feel he's an enemy against them, and he's pitted a lot of people or made people feel more against them, I I, I feel like most people are trying their best to understand who, uh, understand what the trans community is trying to go through, is trying to convey. I, I, I mean, that that does seem like a very hard thing to go through where you, you feel like you're one person, but your outward appearance and the society around you is sort of dictating the fact that you are this. I mean, that is kind of a crisis for a lot of people. So that I feel like I, I wish I was a woman. I wish I was, I feel like if I was a woman, then, well, or, or the reverse. If I feel like, I feel like if I was a man, then I, then everything would make a lot more sense to me. And keep, a lot of people work hard for to try and get get as close to reverse or uh, yeah uh, changing themselves as possible to be the other gender, and they go through a lot and a lot of pain, uh, physical and mental, to to make that happen. And. It's it's just it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for for people. But when it starts going into the whole pronoun thing, where where you start going into its and they's, then that throws people off. It honestly does. I I, I feel like that throws people off. I feel like that is something that, look, if you want to, you want people, some, a lot of people want to meet you halfway. 
they want to meet you halfway. If you can do that, if you can do that, if you can be like, meet them halfway and just refer to yourself as a single solitary human being that occasionally or loud or jumps back and forth or, or who knows, then yeah, then do it that, then, then people, people will meet you halfway. They'll meet you halfway and we can start to build this bridge to get transmit to be more accepted among society. But it's going to take a long time because Dave Chappelle did say the start or as part of this, this last special that gender is a fact that you are born a single solitary you, you, gender. You are you are one or the other. I mean, you have a hermaphrodite every once in a while, but but you are you're you're either a male or you're a female. That's how you're born. That that because you're a baby, you're a baby, and you have no concept as to your identity at that point. You're a baby, and you won't get it until eventually you start. I don't know. I mean, you start developing the sense of gender. I still think that that doesn't come until you're at least four or five years old. Where you start to realize, okay, what are you? One or the other. And depending on your upbringing, it can be just... uh, it really depends. I mean, some parents, they don't want their little girls to participate in sports because they want them to be nice and dainty. Or they, they don't want their their their, ch- their son to not try and cook anything because they want him to be manly and just do... I mean, there, there are people who raise their kids like that. And... But at some point, that kid is going to figure out who they are. And for some, it's a smoother transition with regards to their friends and their families. For others, it's it's a lifelong battle. And who knows? So yeah, the, gosh, you see, you see, this is why Dave Chappelle is one of my most favorite comedians of all time, is because he's not only has he made me laugh so hard, and I finally had the privilege to see him live this year. I finally got the chance to see that man live in front of me, just a, like a hundred or so feet away from me. Like there, like, there he is. There, there's the man. There's, there's the dude. Like, ah, you know, if it wasn't for COVID or anything like that, maybe, you know, you could have met him, shake, shook his hand or something like that, you know, but but yeah, yeah, that's it's uh, finally got to see him this year. Uh, I've seen a lot of comedians live. I've seen Jim Gaffigan. Let's let's go. Let's just jump into something a little more lighthearted, and that's Jim Gaffigan. Definitely not more lighthearted. Safe comedy, clean comedy. No, well, not completely clean, but for the most part, clean comedy. Uh, just the uh, man. He he's he jumped up a, a long way, for sure. Uh, the fact that 
he's he, he he's made a lot of jokes and it's just this, this wittiness to it uh the, the voices that he uses especially like when he does like the whole like 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 a female voice um his takes on food as well i mean the, his hot pocket bit was one of the most hilarious things i've ever heard <laughs> so that bit right there was just like yeah i'm a fan i'm a fan of this guy and he played at my at florida state for our homecoming uh stuff uh, he uh, event he he played at florida state and got the at that point i did like him at that point but i i just i'd never seen him live and i was just starting to get into his stuff and i was able to get michael my best friend to go see him i was like look this this dude's hilarious and like he is he's he's he's, he's great he's, he's funny and he's someone that has done things in a way that like you've seen the growth of him i mean growth I and mean, he he's a he's a pretty big dude he's he's fat but he's he's not as fat as i've seen there's a lot more comedians that are fatter than jim gavigan okay jim gavigan's not as fat i mean i think the fact that i, I believe he's tall so i believe that helps him out but he's been pretty cool with his stuff and his his last few specials there's there there's a bit of a thing where you kind of you know his shtick you know his shtick so you a lot of the jokes if if you if he if he leans too heavily on his shtick i think that kind of hinders his 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 comedy but if he starts to branch out to some other stuff um and, and or gets a lot more clever with with switching up his own shtick then I, I believe his his next special will be a lot better and, and look a lot of comedians have had time to kind of develop their craft over the time of of this uh the, the lockdown the pandemic of course for comedians it's not just i mean they are repeatedly constantly trying to hone in on their jokes because they they write them down and everything but they don't just write them down and then try it out on their next big crowd with the special like they work their way through it once comedians hit it big they still got to work their way through it they're writing new jokes and they're going on tours and as they're going on these tours they're testing out new jokes to see how they play to a crowd how they play to a crowd I mean, hey maybe they might get laughs for it and it's like okay well they, they might have to switch it up they might have to just change it back to something else because the way they've written it down is not coming out the way they want it to come out or it's not being or the reaction that they're getting is not what they want so with comedians it's a lot of repetition like uh i went to go see daniel tosh so daniel tosh and i i haven't seen a lot of his stand up lately i think he's been kind of more he he tosh.0 he was very going heavily in on on that show 
So I believe he 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 hadn't been doing much stand-up comedy or touring. But I did go see him live in West Palm Beach, and he was only, I mean, he's literally like, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet away from me. Yeah, which was a huge, huge, like, just like, man, these these are the guys, man. These are the guys. Because a lot of people, like, they have rock stars, and I'm not a big music guy. I'm not a big music guy. Like, if I do see somebody, I mean, I've seen Santana, and that was just because I was at Good Morning America, and he was right there. But I I don't get a rise out of seeing a lot of rock stars or or, or music artists because it's it's not really my thing. It's not really my thing. If I did meet, I mean, there, if I did meet someone, I'd be like, oh, holy crap, this is pretty cool. But I'm not going to be somebody who's going to be dying. Oh, my God, I saw this guy. And I'm, this, is the, this is the greatest day of my life. For me, it's... Like comedians, comedians are great. You know, you have certain actors for me too, and you, you got athletes. Okay, if I met Dwayne Wade, if I met Dwayne Wade and was able to take a selfie with him and shook his hand, holy crap! I'd be like, holy crap, this is amazing. When, when I when I interact with former Marlins players on Twitter or Instagram, I'm like, oh my god, I worshipped you guys as a as when I was a teenager, like. That is the that for me. That's what it is. And when I see comedians, it's it it does get to that level, especially with uh, some of the more more high profile ones. Like I said, I like I saw Dave Chappelle. I saw him live. I saw him live for the first time ever. It could be the only time I could ever see him. But man, I was I was just like, this is this is amazing. This is what I wanted to go see. This 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 person this I've admired for for longest of times, and here he is, here he is, right there, coming to my area. And I, so I saw Jim Gaffigan when he was not starting out completely. Of course, he he had started out before that a while ago, but when he was getting to a point where he was starting to rise, he's becoming a rising star. So that was pretty cool to see Jim Gaffigan there. Um, and so, so, um, another one that I, I would like to, uh, or that I did see, that I did see was Aziz Ansari. So seeing Aziz, uh, this is before the pandemic, uh, my, 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 my great friend, Andrew, he, he sort of, uh, well, he, he won a radio contest and two tickets to see Aziz Ansari at the Hollywood Hard Rock Casino. And like, he invited me. I'm like, hell yeah. And I've heard Aziz do his stand-up before. I've heard his stand-up before. I thought he was hilarious already. I already, I already knew he was, of course, he's on Parks and Rec and that, that's that type of thing. He, um, he had Master of None. His, his show on Netflix, I haven't really seen that, I'm, actually, to be honest, and uh, I probably should. But I knew his stand-up, and I knew he was already hilarious right there and then. So, Aziz, seeing him live, seeing him live was was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, 
So that, that, that's another comedian that, uh, that I've enjoyed, but I haven't really been following him much. And look, I fall in and out of some, some comedians. It just depends on, on where I'm at. Uh, so I've seen Aziz live. Um, and let's see. And there's, there's other ones there that I, I wish there's, well, there's some that have passed away that I wish I had seen live. Uh, there's always, of course, legendary you got Richard Pryor. Wish I had seen him when he was alive. I've seen, seen his, like they've shown his, his stand up on Comedy Central before, with some reruns. Just absolutely legendary stuff. Um, I haven't really seen Eddie Murphy. That's that's actually that's something. But I've seen Richard Pryor. I said I didn't realize Eddie Murphy's not dead yet. But I've seen Richard Pryor. I've seen Richard Pryor. Man, my my goodness! I, I wish he was he was still alive to uh, to have been able to see him once. Of course, at this age, and, I mean, he'd probably be dead by this point, anyways. But yeah, Richard Pryor was was an, was one that I. I truly admire when he was um, alive, um, uh, his stuff that he did. Um, just never had the chance to see him while he was alive because he uh, he died a long, long time ago. Um, let's see who who else. Well, another big one is Patrice O'Neill. I really wish I had been able to see Patrice O'Neill live. That's that's one that it is a travesty that I, I just never got to be able to see him live. The fact that he died so young is a travesty because that man is hilarious. That man was probably, gosh, he, he, he was someone that, and I believe a lot of comedians today could probably say, look, if he was alive right now, he'd probably be like the biggest thing out there. He'd be, he'd be up there. He would be because he was so freaking talented and he was hilarious. And go on YouTube, go on YouTube and listen to his, his sets because he's just amazing. He, he can, like, there's some stuff where you, you look, you can watch, you can, He's he's got clean stuff. You can listen to that, but he's got the stuff where he's uncensored, and that's just as amazing. He was so flexible between the two that he could pull those both off, and it's a shame. It's a shame that that he's he's gone. He's he's gone. So. I I do wish I had been able to see him before he passed. Another one, another one that died pretty early. Uh, he was 50 years old when he died in 2014, and it was John Panette. So John Panette, his stand-up... St- he, he's just this big fat guy, but and, and always struggling with his weight, and and he was actually doing pretty well, losing it, and then he just had a he just had a he just 
died. He, he died. So I think he had surgery and there were some complications afterwards and he passed away. But he leaned into the fact that he was a heavy guy, that he was fat. He, he was he was able to do these amazing voices. And I honestly, and I, I've played his jokes for my dad. My dad liked them. My sister, she liked them. I mean, this, uh, I think even my mom listened to some of his sets when I, I, I replayed them. And... Man, I really wish he had stayed alive. When he died, when I heard he died, I'm like, oh no, oh no, no, no. He was, he was, and I, I didn't know this because I, I didn't know I actually did see him live one time before in my life, and it wasn't for comedy. It was for the the the, the musical Hairspray on Broadway. I went to go see that. I went to go see Hairspray on Broadway. And he was the mother. He was the mother in Hairspray. That was him. He did theater. I didn't know I actually did see him live. And now looking back, I'm like, well, at least I had the privilege to see him live in some sort of capacity. Even though it wasn't a stand-up, I did go see him. So... That's another one I was like, I, I, that, that's I, I'm pretty lucky that I was able to see him in some sort of way, shape, or form. So John Panette's another one that's just like, man. Um, other comedian, I mean, we have to go with this one, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, never got to see him live. That's that's another this travesty right there that's, wow, that's, he's... He's gone. He, he was. He committed suicide, and left us in this world. And so, um, you know, Robin Williams, his comedy. Now I've listened to bits of his comedy, but he's he's funny. He's he's hilarious. His mind just worked different than everybody else's, and. He was so multi-talented that it was scary. It was scary, and that's because it it came from a very dark place. His comedy came from a dark place. But he was able to take a lot of that darkness and turn it into light. And unfortunately, just couldn't wrestle with his own demons. And so... Robin Williams, just that's one I wish I, you know, was just kind of like, man, if, if, if he hadn't, maybe would have had one chance, you know, just once, just one time, just one time. Um, and I'll think of other comedians as I go along, but, um, but yeah, those are some examples of like, man, if he was alive, I, um, the other dead comedians I, I've enjoyed. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg's another one that's just like, whoa, man. Of course, he died by, by uh, I think, a speedball, so he, cocaine and heroin. So he's just one of those guys that just died that way. Um, so, 
Um, but his his style of comedy was the style that kind of you you his style of comedy was stuff that didn't seem funny, but the way he delivered it made it funny. He, it was like it was like dad jokes on steroids. It was like dad jokes on on steroids, witty commentary of like even just puns. He would work with puns and things like that. And the way he delivered it was funny. It was funny. And so that was that was him. That was Mitch Hedberg. Um one that passed away this year that I God, man, I wish I had been able to see him. And I listened to a bunch of his stuff uh, lately. And it's uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Wish I had been more into his stand-up from the past. But his last special on Comedy Central, or not Comedy Central, on Netflix, is amazing. It's amazing because one of the things that a lot of comedians that knew Norm MacDonald and rolled with him back in the day and rolled with him back in the day with um, when they, when he was touring the comedy clubs and things like that and, and there's this, this contingent of comedians that were around New York City, especially around, I think you would say like the late 80s trying to work their way up. Norm MacDonald would do jokes that he wasn't, like he wanted to hear it for himself. And he was doing it more for him just because it it made him laugh. And if it just so happened to make everyone else laugh, so be it. But if it made him laugh, that was all that he wanted. I mean, Norm MacDonald was, was pretty crazy in that sense, but he was a beautiful human being for that same reason. And I think a lot of his back archive, like the Norm Macdonald Live that he did on, on YouTube for the longest time, you, you can't find a lot of his past episodes and the fact that they're not anywhere to be found is a travesty. He does have episodes on Netflix, because I believe Netflix bought him to uh, contract with him to do a show on there. And I think they got rid of all the stuff on YouTube. And some people have archived bits from from his YouTube show, but um, he also had a sports show back in the day. And then I wish I had paid more attention back to his sports show back then, because he's done crazy things. The fact that it was on Comedy Central um, I guess didn't help because I feel like that that's an idea. A comedic sports news show that is an idea that that could work with the right personality the right writers and a network Maybe not necessarily a traditional television network, but even an internet network of some sort, a platform that is willing to 
to to take a chance on on it being long term. Um, a lot of YouTubers are, are, are taking the mantle in that sense, which is great. But uh, I think some of their it, it depends. Some are, are just great with comedy for them themselves. There are some look. There, there's gems that come out of YouTube. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is another one of those guys who's just multi-talented like crazy. He's he's just it's it's scary how talented this guy is, and the fact that he came out of YouTube and transformed that into a career beyond YouTube is amazing because a lot of people on YouTube can be funny, but for whatever reason, it's not because they themselves can create hilarity out of any situation, which is why I believe a lot of comedians do. They they create hilarity out of most any situation, even the most mundane ones. Some YouTubers are funny because of something funny that happened to them. But they then necessarily are not the ones making it funny. It's the situation that they happen to experience and they're retelling that is funny. And look, the delivery might be good enough for it, but they themselves are not comedians because, uh, like the Game Grumps, the Game Grumps do their thing. And a lot of the hilarity from their stuff is uh, what they're experiencing on the screen there. But it's not they themselves that are sitting down and making sure that things are funny. And look, they, they take a lot of time. Some games aren't really that funny. Some games are not. And some playthroughs that they have are just not funny. And it takes a lot of playthroughs for them to, to do that. And so, look, sometimes they just run out of material, you know? They might run out of material. Or maybe they have a particularly mundane, boring month, and they can't squeeze any sort of hilarity out of that. But Bo Burnham can. Bo Burnham is actually funny and is actually talented music-wise and acting-wise. So he was able to transition to something that made it amazing. Um, Speaking of another comedian that because I think Bo Burnham did something about um, the lockdown. I haven't seen that special. I need to go see that for myself because I, I haven't seen it. Um, another one that uh, I think is pretty, he's pretty talented himself because he's hes able to take like bad situations that have happened to him and sort of like, instead of like, it's its both woe is me, but at the same time, like, huh, I mean, woe is me. I'm like, sheesh, man, how much more and things suck, you know? But make it funny is Mike Birbiglia. So Mike Birbiglia, he's he's someone that I've seen his his last few specials. And his last few specials, there's a narrative to it. You're it's it's about his life. It really is about his life. Um it is about his life and his 
he's transitioned from being a single guy with no prospects to a single guy trying to court his girlfriend to a single uh, a guy who has a girlfriend and doesn't really want to get married but then this girlfriend that he found just happens to be the one person that he would want to marry to the guy that is married but doesn't want to have a child because he has a pretty extreme case of I mean he's got a few like ailments, medical ailments, but one of them in particular is the fact that he has really bad sleepwalking to the point where he does normal tasks while asleep. But it's incredibly dangerous because he could walk outside of a window or something. Like there's this there's all types of bad scenarios that could happen. So uh, and he's like, he doesn't want to have a kid because he's afraid that he could pass that gene down and suddenly a kid has that. So, but then he eventually does have a kid. So it's, it's this transition of himself at each, at each point in his life where he doesn't, he, it's always, he's reluctant to move to the next point in life but because of who he's with and because of where he's at and because of the situation he it's not that he has no choice but to move to this point in life it's just that he he gets to a point where his life probably he himself doesn't want it any other way and and if, if that's the way that he needs to live, okay, he's, he met a woman and he doesn't want to marry them, but then realize that, well, she wants to marry me. So I guess it's okay for me to get married. That's, you know, that's the way it happened. And so each point of his life, he's, he's getting there. But it's like he's doing it reluctantly, but at the same time, it's he does want to do that. He does want that in his life. And it's pretty brilliant. He, he he wrote a movie. He did write a movie. I did go see it. I did go see that movie. Um, so Mike Rubiglia is another. He's, he's a good one. Um, uh, another comedian I've been listening to a lot lately is Bill Burr. Bill Burr. And I've, I've shouted him out on my other podcast, Sports Goofs, my sports show. And Bill Burr is funny because he says things that are just outright, like, it's, it's just what he thinks about society at large. And, and the way he thinks, he, thinks, he thinks things should go. Uh, a lot of the times he has problems with women. A lot of women think that he hates them, but it's like, no, no, he doesn't. Um, and he's now he's he's been on a lot of TV shows and movies lately. 
Like you're starting to see him a lot more. He's become, he's big time now. He is big time. Bill Burr is a big time comedian. Uh, I can I can say that with full confidence. He's a big time comedian, who, who, who. Like, I've been listening to a lot of his entries in his his own podcast. And even him, just sitting there by himself, he, he like a lot of comedians will do a podcast and they're doing it with somebody else, or they're interviewing somebody. Okay, I mean Joe Rogan's like, kind of the quintessential one where he was a comedian, was trying to figure out something, he made a podcast, and it just so happened that people resonated with that. For one reason or another, and you all have an opinion. That's not my cup of tea. I'm gonna tell you that. But you know, Mark Marins, he's got another one. He's doing interview style podcast right there, where he sits down with somebody, and he's he's gotten big celebrities himself on his podcast. So it's just, but Bill Bird doesn't do that. He basically just wakes up on a Monday morning. After he's watched football, and it doesn't matter where he's at. He could either be at home in, in Los Angeles, or he's he's on tour someplace or on vacation someplace. And he'll, he'll have his recorder there connected to his phone, or I guess his laptop computer. And he will do an entry in his podcast, and it's just him sitting there by himself just riffing on whatever the heck he wants to riff on. And occasionally, I mean, he does, he talks about sports and he does a sports podcast with somebody else, but that's like a separate thing. It's not really the same. Um, so, uh, what was it? Gosh, darn it. I think I missed my exit because this thing wasn't entirely clear on where I was supposed to go. So that's going to add minutes to my commute. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So... Oh, gosh. Anyways, where was I? Yeah, Bill Burr does that. And uh, occasionally he'll have his wife come in and she will comment on some of the... Uh, a lot of, he, he does take listener questions. And a lot of times the listener questions aren't really about him or himself or his stand-up or or shows that he's working on. A lot of the times it's just about him, uh, just what, what advice, advice that he wants to give to people. You know, people are just out there looking for advice and think that, you know, just think to ask him because they admire him and admire what he does. So there's that um, for Senor William Burr. And he's funny. He's he's funny on his own. He is he is funny on his own. And that's how 
amazing his, his 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 humor is because he's funny on his own on a Monday morning podcast about anything out there in life. So just him riffing on it, whether he's something he's pissed about it or whatever, he's he just he's just funny. He he seems to enjoy doing that. So gosh, it's it's great. It's great. Um, and gosh, uh, I'm not even done with all the comedians that I've listened to. I, it's, like, I'm coming towards the end of this hour here that I'm doing this podcast for myself. And I haven't even gotten to a lot of guys. I listened to uh, recently David Sloss. His stuff is pretty good. Jim Jeffries is hilarious. I, I've loved every single one of his his specials there. Um uh, Sinbad did. I mean, Sinbad is classic, and the most recent one that I watched him do was hilarious. And so Sinbad's another one that's just like, yeah, yeah. If he can get his financial stuff in order, I mean, it just does more work and be great. But um, Sinbad's another one that's that's pretty pretty damn good. Donald Glover, back when he did stand up. I mean, he has, I think, the only really the one special I remember for him, him doing on Comedy, I think it was a Comedy Central special. That, that's, it's, it's great. I mean, but Donald Glover's just talented at everything, music, acting, and writing, that he doesn't need to do stand-up comedy. He doesn't. He doesn't need to do stand-up. Um... I haven't talked about the the women either. Um, gosh, uh, Maria Bamford is one of the, the 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 first female comedians I started following. Like, holy crap, this woman's pretty damn funny. Uh, Whitney Cummings is amazingly funny. Uh, she's she's great. She's amazing. Um, let's see, uh, Amy Wong had a really good special that was fantastic. I enjoyed hers very, very much. Uh, who else is out there? Uh, Eliza Schlesinger had a pretty good one lately on Netflix. Uh, and, gosh, there's, there's a few more, but I guess, oh gosh, I'm running out of time here. I haven't even finished and I'm running out of time, you know? There's, there's there's so many more comedians and I haven't even named all of them. All of them at all. And it's a shame, too. It's a shame. Uh, but I guess I'll, 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 I can return to this topic, of course. There's no rule against it. So I guess I will end it here. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Frank Ops Show. Yeah, please follow me on everything I'm out there, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, I'm on YouTube, of course, I am have my other, uh, I've got Twitch, you know, I've got my other show, Sports Goose, my sports show that I do with my friends, and I've got a bunch of stuff on there too, on Instagram, and Twitter, and Facebook, and Twitch, and YouTube, so you can follow me there too, or just listen to me on podcasts, look, I'm on everything, I'm on Everything out there that you can find me, type in FGOJR, Frank Gop Show, you will find me. 
Thank you, everyone. Take care. And please laugh. <laughs>